You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ in others, and grows together in our faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the second Sunday of Christmas, January 5th, 2020, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Christ. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." When Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared, they had sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they sent out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the, ch- uh, that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Well, being a first-time parent is both wonderful and terrifying, they say. Well, not for me. No, for me, it was just terrifying. (laughs) When our first child, Alexander, was born, Zani got to stay in the hospital for five whole days. That's right, five days. Now, that was back in the days before insurance companies started practicing medicine (laughs) and telling new moms they could only spend one night in the hospital after giving birth. So, while Zani was in the hospital, not much was expected of me other than to just show up. And then when Zani and Alexander came home from the hospital, Zani's mom came to spend a couple of weeks with us to help us get going. And again, during that time, not much was expected of me except to just show up. But all that changed. When Zani's mom went back home, now all of a sudden something was expected of me. In fact, plenty was expected of me. It was time for me to start acting like a father. And I was terrified. Here we were, our new little family, mom, dad, baby boy, and dad was a clueless mess. Now, 
In hindsight, it's easy to recognize that my terror and my incompetence with this new baby boy was all about fear of change. This new baby showing up in my life meant that life would forever be different. And that was a really scary prospect. You know, we often fear change more than welcome it, I think. At least I do. So hold that thought. And let's turn to our gospel story. Do you wonder how Joseph felt about his new role as a father? You know, it's a curious detail in this story we just read about the wise men bringing gifts to this new baby whose star they've seen rising in the east. We're told that when they enter the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. And let me ask you this. Where was Joseph? Was he like me as a new dad, terrified, running away, terrified of his own incompetence with a new baby, terrified that his life had changed forever? Well, we don't know for sure. We just know that whether he was present or not present, the story is silent about him. But here's what we do know. New babies and new families all need help getting started. Goodness knows mine did. And that's why God invented baby showers. (laughs) You know, diapers, onesies, and jammies, and carry packs. Every new family needs all of that stuff and more. But this morning, we drop in on a different kind of baby shower. I mean, these three strangers have shown up uh, at this new family to help them get off to a good start. And what do they bring? Gold? Well, that'll certainly come in handy. I mean, most new families are in pretty precarious financial shape. I know mine was. But frankincense? Myrrh? Frankincense was a very costly kind of incense, and myrrh was a very costly oil used for anointing. Look a little closer and we can see how three of these gifts, though, would actually be very practical. I mean, gold we understand. And frankincense and myrrh had been used for healing and medicinal purposes for 5,000 years. So when the three travelers knelt before Mary and the baby, they were bringing gifts of healing and mercy and support. And that's just what every new family needs, isn't it? Now, it's a good thing that this new family's life was beginning with these gifts of generosity and mercy because they were surrounded by fear. Fear was what was motivating Herod. Fear of losing power, fear of losing control. The presence of these three wise men and their search for God's Messiah tell Herod that God's drawing near and that things won't ever be the same. Things are changing. And the fact that these wandering astrologers come to him from the east, come from well outside Palestine, from well outside his own religious tradition... You know, the fact that these outsiders are searching for God tells Herod that God's plan for salvation isn't limited to the powerful insiders like him. Now, that's not a new theme in Judaism. After all, God had promised Abraham that God would make of Abraham a great nation. And through him, all the nations of the world would be blessed. Now, Herod's watching God's promise unfold, and Herod finds that very threatening. 
You know, when all the distinctions we want to draw between peoples and races and religions are all brought down, when that all passes away, when all become one in Christ, who knows what may change next? And that's a scary thought for a lot of folks. You know, fear of change is a powerful force. Herod and his friends are now going to conspire to try to find this new Messiah and kill him. Now, they're not going to succeed this time, but later on in the story, when the political and religious authorities are again threatened by the change that Jesus is bringing, they do succeed in arresting him and crucifying him. What about us? What does fear do to us? How do we resist change? And we all do, don't we? From time to time, we resist change. Do we close our hearts and our minds to the ones who are different from us? You know, in Matthew's account, the very next event is an angel appearing to Joseph. And Joseph is back at last. And the angel tells Joseph to take his new family and run away to Egypt. Herod is looking for the baby and wants to kill him. And Joseph maybe made a little braver by the generosity and mercy shown to his little family by the wise men, jumps into action. He takes his family on the road. They become refugees. And they go down into Egypt. And he saves them from Herod's fear. So a new baby came into my life 39 years ago. God, it just seems like yesterday. It was 39 years ago. And my life changed forever. Yes, I resisted change for a while because I was afraid. But then I gradually began to understand that this new baby gave me the opportunity to get out of myself. To serve something larger than my own selfish interests. I mean, that's one of the gifts that babies give to parents, isn't it? And babies bring hope with them too, don't they? Hope for new life, hope for the future. Even when they arrive at inconvenient times. And let me ask you parents, when has the arrival of a baby never been inconvenient? <laughs> right? Even when the babies show up at inconvenient times, they are gifts from God. Is there change at work in your life right now? Probably. I mean, life is very rarely static. Now, we can either embrace life's always changing circumstances and try to shape that change in a way that's positive and healthy, or we can resist change. We can fear it and try to avoid it and deny it. And that's generally not a winning strategy, is it? But it's one we too often pursue. Now, even if the change that's happening in your life right now feels scary, like there's sickness or someone you love is close to death or you're struggling with a, 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 a child who's uh, having difficulty, or your marriage is in trouble, or you got a new job that you, you're not too sure about, or your current job, man, you just need to get rid of it. You know, whatever changes you're experiencing right now, there is a baby being born into your life. There's a baby being born that will change everything. That's the good news of the Christmas story. In the midst of all of life's chances and changes, a Savior is born to us this day. Your Savior and mine. The Savior of the world, Christ the Lord. Change is coming. Change is here. Rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.
For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's www.stthomasmedina.org.